Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Welcome to a special episode of the Loveland Libcast. My name is Teddy, and I'm the outreach librarian at the Loveland Public Library. Throughout the month of February, we are commemorating and sharing Black experiences and celebrating the cultural contributions of Black citizens to the United States in honor of Black History Month. This is the first episode in the series Black America Unchained, a performance created by Mr. Michael Anthony Tatman and Deborah Tatman. Keep listening to the Loveland Libcast in February for the continuation of this series. We hope you enjoy this podcasting presentation of Black America Unchained. Imagine being kidnapped and sold into captivity, forced in submission through violence, torture, and intimidation, sold on an auction block to the highest bidder to work for free under the most cruel and deplorable conditions, and it's all perfectly legal. This was the existence for blacks in the horrific institution of slavery in our nation's early years. For enslaved blacks, it was more than being forced to work without compensation, but a way of life that reached every crack and crevice of human existence. Swing low. Sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home. Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home. I looked. Over Jordan, what did I see? Coming for to carry me home. A band of angels coming for me. Coming for to carry me home. This is Michael Anthony Tatman. And this is Black History Unchained. On September 21st, 1937, former slave Fannie Moore was interviewed in Nashville, North Carolina by federal writer Marjorie Jones. Fannie was 88 years old. This is some of her story in her own words. You know, nowadays when I hear folks whining it, complaining about not having this or that, I think, what would they have done if they were brought up on the Moe Plantation? Belonging to Master Jim Moore in Moe, South Carolina. His mother was a ripjack. She used to say niggas don't need no food. They're not like other folks. They just like animals. She whooped me many times with a cow hide till I was black and blue. And my mother... She'd worked in the field all day and peace and quilted all night. And she had enough to make four coats for the white folks every night. 
You know, sometimes I never go to bed because I'm holding the light all night for her to see by. I remember when a woman, white woman, slapped a black one and the black girl slapped her back. I was a little girl at the time, but I remember what happened to the black girl. When the master came home, I remember that just as well. They tied her to a tree and whipped her just as well. They had her shirt down to her waist and they whooped her and whooped her and snuffed the pipe out on her. Yeah, snuffed the pipe out on her. Robbing us of our culture, history, language, and identity. The ripping apart of family units and royal bloodlines. The absolute and complete torment of our fathers and mothers before us. The Middle Passage was a devastating event culminating in the displacement and death for millions of African descent and their descendants around the world. This left them dehumanized, constantly seeking the freedom that humanity was supposed to provide. We have been pinned as being docile, complacent, and submissive in our pain. Today, we have the opportunity to tell the whole story, a story of redemption and righteousness, a story in which Africans exemplify courage, determination, and the splendid magnificence of the human spirit that was persistent, persistent of African people during enslavement, fighting for their humanity, made them world leaders. Their struggle is endowed as a model, driving all of the humanity forward. Such is the story of the revolt of Nat Turner, a preacher and a slave. This is the original confession of Nat Turner, made to T.R. Gray, November 1, 1831. When Moses was in Egypt land, let my people go. Press so hard they could not stand. Let my people go. Go down, Moses. Way down in Egypt land, tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Over the next 24 hours, Nat Turner led a small group of men from farm to farm, killing every white woman, man, and child they encountered. They gathered guns and more recruits during a brief but bloody revolt that spread terror through the slave-holding South. Nat Turner was captured and hanged. In the days before his execution, he agreed to tell his story. Do you not find yourself mistaken? Was Christ not crucified? Since the commencement of 1830, I have been living with Mr. Joseph Travis, who was to me a kind master, who placed the greatest confidence in me. In fact, I had no cause to complain of his treatment of me. On Saturday evening, the 20th of August, it was agreed between Henry Hawk and myself to prepare dinner that next day for the men we expected, then to concert a plan 
as we had not determined one yet. Hawk on the following morning bought a pig. Henry bought some brandy. Being joined by Sam, Nelson, and Jack, they prepared in the woods a dinner where at about three o'clock I joined them. I saluted them upon coming up and asked Will how came he there. He answered his life was worth no more than others and his liberty was as dear to him. I asked him if he thought to obtain it. He said he would or lose his life. This was enough to put him in full confidence. Jack, I knew, was only a tool in the hands of Hawk. It was quickly agreed that we should commence at home, at Mr. Dre Travis's, on that night, until we would have obtained, armed, and equipped ourselves with sufficient force. Neither age nor sex was to be spared, which was invariably adhered to. We remained at feast until two hours into the night, when we went to the house and found Austin, all went to the cedar press and drank except myself. On returning to the house, Hank went to the door with an axe with the purpose of breaking it open, as we knew we were strong enough to slaughter the family if they were awakened by the noise. But it might create an alarm in the neighborhood. We determined to enter the house secretly and slaughter them while they were sleeping. Hart got a ladder and set against the chimney, which I ascended, and hoisting a window, came downstairs. We unbarred the doors and removed the guns from their places. It was then observed that I must spill the first blood, in which, armed with a hatchet, I entered my master's chamber, accompanied by Will, and being in the dark, I could not strike a death blow. The hatchet glanced from his head. He sprang from the bed and called his wife. It was to be his last words. Will laid him dead with a blow of an axe, and his wife shared the same fate as she lay in the bed. The slaughter of these five family members was the work of the moment. Not one of them awoke. There was a little infant sleeping in a cradle that we had forgotten until we had left and gone some distance, when Will and Henry returned and killed it. The Commonwealth versus Nat Turner Charged with making insurrection and taking away the lives of free white persons on August 22nd, 1831. The court having met for the trial of Nat Turner, the prisoner was brought in and arraigned. Having pleaded not guilty, advising his counsel he did not feel so, the prisoner has produced no evidence. Nat Turner, stand up. Have you anything to say why the sentence of death shall not be pronounced? I do not. Attend to the sentence of the court. You have been arraigned and tried before this court and convicted of one of the highest codes in our criminal code. You have been convicted of plotting in cold blood the indiscriminate destruction of innocent men, women, and children. The evidence before us does not bring a shadow of doubt, but that your hands were often imbued with the blood of the innocent and your own confession tells us that they were stained with the blood of a master, in your own language, too indulgent. The time between this and your execution will be brief and short, and your only hope must be in another world. The judgment of the court is that you be taken here to the jail which you are being held, and your place of execution, and on Friday next, you be hanged from the neck until you are dead. 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 May God have mercy on your soul. 
go down. Moses, way down in Egypt land, tell old Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to Daniel at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.